Welcome to Cinema Bushido. Matthew Whitaker here. And with me as sometimes is my three-bested bird from another nerd, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. This is a very special episode. I'm wearing my boner pants. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Yes, exactly. It is our extreme pleasure to have back a third time finishing off our Paul Verhoeven Super Trilogy, Mr. Brian Hurst, a.k.a. Hurstkiles. How's it going, Brian? Oh, hey, man. Thank you very much for having me back. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, yeah. You know, it isn't the end. I'm pretending it's the end. I'm just going to keep, you know, hamming it It's just it the up. end of this trilogy. This will be like... It is the end. Our first three-issue comic, and then we'll come back for, like, that 12-issue mega, like, compilation where all the different heroes, like, get involved, and it's like a big crossover event. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I have to say... um, we're not I, the podcast may be awesome but this movie we're not going out on a bang as i said end of an era we are getting together tonight to cover total recall circa 1990 directed by paul fucking verhoven and starring the former governor of california um i think it's albert schwarzenegger or how do you say his name yeah i hadn't really heard of this guy is this guy has he been in much or uh, he are, seems. He's, are, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it yeah, also, the the man, the myth, the legend, Arnold. Yeah, Arnie. I love I love Arnold Schwarzenegger so much. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'll tell you what, man. This is like a really like kind of smart, heady project for him. I'm sitting there, so I'm watching this, and my wife is like doing that thing where they just like pop in, and I'll be like, "What's going on with this?" And I'm trying to explain the plot to her, and I realize this shit is super complicated. <laughs> totally. And it struck me, this didn't need to be Arnold. Like, there's not a single scene in this movie that's about, I need the former Mr. Fucking Universe um, can weight lift the total fucking, like, weight of eight men. We don't need him. It, this is not Conan the Barbarian. This is Total Recall. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure the original story, the guy's more of like a regular guy yeah. that it happens to. Because this is a Philip K. Dick, you know, same guy who wrote Blade Runner and all that. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's like that. But, you know, I also know that the guy, you know, who was making the movie, I can't remember his name, but he had had the rights for a lot of years and couldn't get it made and couldn't get it made. And then Arnold came in and was just like, I want to make this movie. And so that's I, why it's Arnold. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has a bunch Coming of... Coming hot off of... Uh, I mean, this is 1990, so what would have been his big hit right before this? Uh, probably Commando? would have been... Yeah, No, Commando's too early. It would have been... Uh, uh, fucking... Predator in, nine, in 87? Yeah. This is 90, though. There's got to be something in between. It's a bunch of shit, right? Like uh, um, Twins and... Kindergarten Cop yeah, probably yeah. is in you there. Got it. You got it. All of his, like, okay, I'm done being the biggest baddest guy i'm also going to be a kindergarten cop uh a twin and a pregnant dude so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know exactly where this falls but it's pre-terminator 2 so he hadn't even hit his peak yet True. when he did this True. well this movie is pretty special it has a bunch of other beautiful assholes like michael ironsides i fucking hate this man forever but i also love him in the way that he fulfills this role that nobody else could have. Like, you put just somebody that isn't Michael Ironsides in it, and I never get the sense of, like, um, menace and, and foreboding that I get from somebody like Michael Ironsides. And Ronnie Cox, who we know from fucking everything, right? 
Well, yeah, I mean, all, we're talking about, like, the Verhoeven regulars here, right? You know, Ronnie Cox and RoboCop, uh, Ironside, along with, uh, you know, what's named Dean Norris, and uh, also that Marshall Bell. They're all in Starship Troopers. I have a note here, that dickhead Marshall Bell. I fucking hate that guy, yet he, he's so good, right? <laughs> he's one of those actors that I always get uh, confused with somebody else, but off the top of my head now, I can't think of who the other actor is. So right. that's my bad. Right? Yeah, it's he's he's definitely like a hundred percent. You know, like uh, been chugging the energy protein protein drinks, and he's not exactly big, but he's roided out. Like I don't know, it's weird. Hey, wait! I got a quick question, Lee. What are you drinking, man? <laughs> um. Well. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, in the spirit of like, you know, they say that when the, when that, when that guy, Jesus, I think that's his name, turned the water into wine. They said that they, you know, usually they serve the good shit first and then they give you like the mad dog 2020 when you're all drunk. So, but like that wine was the best wine. So for me, because this was such a special occasion and this was the last podcast we would do in this trilogy, uh, I got something really special, and, and really, it's, I have a deep sentimental attachment to it. It's a, it's a Balvini Doublewood, so it's a, it's, a, it's a 12-year-old scotch that they then also let sit in a, a sherry cask for nine months, and uh, it's really affordable compared to, like, a Macallan 18, so if you're not into scotch or whiskey, it's a great place to start. Nice. That is classy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that was detailed. Are you going to ask me what I'm drinking? <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not after that. Don't try to follow that. Like, uh, what do you got? I, I, got, I got the answer. It's beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just drinking beer, too. It's not nearly that cool. Uh, it, in fact, I, I picked something kind of light, but I made up for that by drinking, like, three before we got started, so... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm in the same boat. I've, I've, had, I've had a whole uh, um, gaggle of them. <laughs> isn't, isn't that what we call you? Like, a gaggle or something? I don't know. Oh, that's 100%. I'm having a beer out of Bend, Oregon, which I love that place. Like, I'm going to retire there if I live that long. And uh, it's called Crux, and it's a Pilsner. And, yeah. How about you, Herskulis? You having a little, little local suds? Oh, yeah, just a little of the, uh, the old Line and Kugel Summer Shandy, a little lemony, summery beer. Goes down smooth. Like I said, I can kill a lot of those in an evening. Yeah, that's That's, <laughs> that's a beautiful beer, yes. All right, well, I have a quote here. It's from the beginning of the movie, but I loved it because it's that Philip K. Dick tie-in. We can remember it for you wholesale. That's awesome, man. Eh? That's good. That does. That seems like something that would be on a billboard in uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, or in RoboCop. <laughs> right. <laughs> or in any number of better sci-fi movies. No, I, <laughs> I actually like Total Recall, but I was thinking the world itself. A little bit bland, right? Mm-hmm. Like the dome, Mars, and all that. Nothing too flashy, you know, nothing nothing too glamorous. I think that all the budget went into the practical special effects, right? Oh, for sure. I have Cause... never seen a more, like, gross, globule, like, baby coming out of a man Aquato uh, is so cool. I can't hear somebody like whenever I feel like somebody's being closed minded on Twitter, they instantly are getting the Quato open your mind gift sent to them. You know what I mean? Like, like what's that? You don't like expendables? Open your mind. Yeah, that's that's so funny because uh, like when I saw that, I was like, George Lucas, you gave us Yoda, and I I just picture Paul Verhoeven coming up to the stage and like whipping his dick out, and being like, I got Quato right. Yeah. Oh, you said it. 
He's like, so what the fuck was that? He was like, he couldn't even talk. Mine can talk, and mine's hanging out of Marshall Bell. So, fuck you, George well, and, fucking Lucas. And also, you have to talk about probably what I would say are two of the best prosthetic heads that I've ever seen in film, right? The one where yeah. they pull the thing out of Arnold's nose. That one's awesome. It but then is. the very next the very next scene, the whole thing with the lady's head coming <laughs> off of his head and the two weeks and that that is all incredible. Like there's some really tight when you compare that to what they try to pass off in Terminator for the yeah. Arnold head, like it's just not even close. I mean I know we're talking about like a six year difference and I get it, but I'm just saying like <laughs> That's pretty impressive in Total Recall. Well, because on the landscape, I um, I thought it was like it was interesting because it looked so vast and unforgiving and like dirty and grimy and, and really hellish, you know. So I googled it and I found out that Paul Verhoeven actually filmed this on location in Canada, which I thought was a, a bold move. I, I never would have filmed in Canada, <laughs> but he did. That uh, wasn't your. That wouldn't have been your first pick. No, no. It's like, did, well, let's go in Detroit. No, did he no, spray no. paint all the rocks and stuff? I mean, no, no. He just, he just. It's just Canada. It's just yeah. hell. All right. I mean, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have risked it. But I was, I was just really moved by that. Um, uh, but my my opening statement is, is that this movie is an epiphany. Uh, not only do I need more young uh, Sharon Stone in my life. But it's she's like one of the hottest women to ever walk the earth. I a hundred percent have here in my notes. Is this the hottest Sharon Stone ever looked? Because I put this over Basic Instinct a hundred percent. Oh yeah, I, I put a mental block on Basic Instinct because it has what's his cunt in it, and he just the thought of him doing Catherine Zeta Jones or anybody is just disgusting. <laughs> well, oh, Ant Man, I would throw out the specialist with uh, with you know Sly. She was really really yeah. hot. Yeah, that's fair. It well, wasn't a good movie. Not masturbated to the specialist. I mean, Ghost, you masturbated to Stallone, but the rest of us. I did to Stallone. both. I mean, I. I, well, need, I, I needed say, well, both. Why can't it be both? <laughs> yeah, like I, there was a point where she was standing behind him, and you could see the long blonde hair on Stallone's head, and I was like, "Yes, this is everything <laughs> I needed." So that was like a. I didn't du- know that was how a much double... I wanted this. Yeah, till now. right. That was a double blow. I like double blue. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, piggybacking on that, uh, yeah, so, you know, another thing is is I take pride in keeping a, a really patient and protect, protracted, like, mental list of the hottest people that ever lived, and um, I was, like, really struck at, like, that, that she was in this blind spot, so it reminded me to be more diligent, so for that, the movie's amazing. Oh, my God, she was so prolific right at that time, like, everything, she was in everything, and she was also just unbelievably gorgeous but that does tell me that you have emily blood at the top of your radar right now which is all i need to do she's there i mean she she exists i mean she's like you know when you stumble and drunk and you smell like stop, fish stop talking you're gonna when she's like let me smell your dick and i'm like ah uh, yeah i've been fucking around on you that's that's you're, where she's at you're, you're ruining the whole thing okay sorry <laughs> sorry all right apologize her skillies what is your opening statement on Total Recall. Uh, you know, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier because I, I was like, is this the smartest sci-fi premise that Arnold was ever involved with? You know what I mean? Like, is this movie smarter than Terminator or is it just twistier than Terminator? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, know yeah. you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Um, 
I think original. I, I don't know. And I also was thinking, is this one of the best like open ended unsolved mystery sci fi movies? Yeah. Like I just love the aspect of it. Very well could be he could sit and be sitting in recall, drooling in a chair while he, while him and Rachel Tikatin are kissing on a mountainside. You know, it's left totally to your imagination. And uh, so I don't know. Like I definitely think it's the weakest of the three, but I think it's closer to RoboCop. Like for me, Starship Troopers is way out in front of the of these three. Right. But I think and I think Total Recall is closer to being as good as RoboCop as other... As, closer than you would think. I feel like the universe is definitely the same. Definitely between this and um, Starship Troopers, and they're both the future of RoboCop, because RoboCop's almost the present. Okay, oh, I'll buy that. Yeah, but, but I feel like you did. Um, I mean, I I saw this in 1990 in the theater, and I came out of it, and I was so blown away. Like, I really, like... I shouldn't have been as blown away. I just happened to be at the time, you know, whatever, 20 or 18 or something no, like that. No, no. You hit a movie's hit you at a perfect age. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know when it'll come out compared to this episode, but uh, I'm working on a top 10 action movie episode for yeah. The Bunker and it's all there's like two movies made after the year 2000 on there. It's all shit from the 80s and 90s. It's all about when it hits you and the rewatchability and you know what I mean? It's no, like This hit me. I came out of the theater and I said to my friend uh, uh this douchebag guy, I don't talk to anymore, but I said this is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, you know, total hyperbole, but I I came out and I was like this it was so good. Like, I don't, you said it, I didn't know what was happening anymore. The world, right? yeah, it, it was the first of its type. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Like, I feel like Edgar Wright's movies are heavily influenced by Total Recall, the way they kind of, like, lay out the plot in the first 30 minutes. You know, right? there's always some kind of little nod where he, like, lays out everything that's going to happen. Like, is it, was he just a big Total Recall fan, or what? <laughs> No, for sure. And yeah, again, it, it was Arnold in a different time. Like, we'd all become accustomed to him. But I don't think I realized until this rewatch how useless it was that it was Arnold in terms of his lore of being the fucking Terminator, you know, the biggest man and the most badass man. It just, he was just him. And I was really particularly curious to see how he did. And I, I think he was pretty great, you know. He... He played the scenes the way he should. I mean, there's some contrived stuff, like when he's trying to watch the TV while hugging Sharon Stone and and all of that. But but for the most part, could this? Yeah, he has some. He still got that. I mean, his his accent's really thick at a couple points too. I was like, man, just how about another take? But I guess if you're Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> he's all like, he's like, that sounds good to me. You know? <laughs> oh, how did you so? How did you become sounding so American? So yeah. so wonderful. Paul Verhoeven was impressed by how well he'd acclimated at that point. Yeah, he's like, you sound just like John Wayne. I I pictured like making Sharon Stone do a scene again because of her accent. You know, yeah, he's like, yes. you don't make <laughs> European for us. That sounds like shit. <laughs> I love that I make everybody sound like Cheech. Yeah, <laughs> you sound like total crap, man. Or I don't know. Like that. <laughs> That's all right. That's, my accents aren't the same. Yeah. I'm like, every other race, every other country, it's Cheech. <laughs> Snapping so- pussy. 
<laughs> Fair enough. That's so stupid. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> Cheech? Not even Chong. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, I grew up on Cheech, you know? I know that voice. Well, I love in this movie how shitty all the future tech is. There are tube trains on the... Uh, t- sorry, tube TVs on the train. Um, the huge 80s, like, PC keyboards... Um, my one of my favorite scenes is when he goes into Total Recall, and the woman at the front, this beautiful lady, she's just like you know changing her nails. The thing is, with the nails, I yeah. was like, I can't believe that's not a thing. Yeah, right. That was cool. And then she goes ahead and uses the video phone to call the guy right behind her in the office, and you can see him superimposed above the phone video. Like, I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing here? There are two. There are at least two really good pieces of tech, though. I okay. think in the whole movie, because like the the X ray thing at the yeah. airport or at the bus station or whatever, we're pretty close, right? That's that's pretty close to what we have now. We're getting the, there. The rapist scam, yeah, right. And I think the uh, the hologram thing that he that yeah. he uses because it becomes a key in the end, and it's basically so good. Didn't they make? Wasn't Loki's whole bit in the Avengers? Isn't that what he did like four different times, right? It was he was a fake like it was his whole power. <laughs> so that's a pretty good little piece of tech he had in that one. So I, I, I gotta give it up to those ones. Alright. Well I love that. I mean he's like shaking himself like he's getting shot, and then of course ha 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 we follow it up right after with he it's really him. So he's ah I was thinking, I was noticing there's a lot less, uh, like, Arnold one-liners in this than there are in, like, Predator and stuff like this. I think the, uh, when he, when Benny finally gets his comeuppance and he gives him the big screw you, I think that's the only big Arnold one-liner I can kind of think of in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. This movie was meant for, um, Bruce Willis, and he was just, you know, too busy moonlighting. Well, this is space Jason Bourne, right? I mean, he... He, like, doesn't know who he is, and, like, he, he all of a sudden is a badass when he gets attacked and stuff like that. So, yeah, it would have been more kind of, like, yeah, it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger should be able to kick those guys' ass pretty easily. So it's not impressive when he does it, especially not impressive with 1990s fight choreography. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, it, And, yeah, today, so let's remake this movie. We get, um, what's his face, of all people? I Colin love him. Farrell. Colin Farrell. He's a weakling. A little, yeah, it's, it's not quite the same thing, is it? He's a more no, clever. No, I don't have the same love for this as I do the RoboCop remake, so. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, well, let's loop around. Uh, Leroy Brown, I want to hear your favorite scene from. Oh, you already know. You already fucking know. Give it to me. Triple, triple titty lady. I knew it was going to be triple titty. <laughs> That's, of course. In fact, I love this so much that I, I actually wrote a dedication to Lycia Naff. And in the spirit of Ghost, who, if you know him personally, he frequently and spontaneously goes into song. I want to sing a dedication to Lycia Naff, if I may. Please do. Triple titty lady, triple titty lady. Mars seems so shitty until I, we met triple titty. Making Baywatch a pity. Mutant sex in the city. Triple titty. Triple titty. Triple titty. Let me go dry my eyes real quick. Okay. Damn, that was good. Yeah. That was fucking That's excellent, man. Sweet. Well played. Yeah, that was, really, that was really nice. Now, I do have to say, when I looked at it this time, and I, I always thought they looked a lit. They looked good. The practical effects in this movie are pretty great. 
the titties look pretty good. The second time you see him when he's actually squeezing them, they mm-hmm. look they look really good that time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just the maybe the lighting in the first scene or Okay, let me ask you something, Harris Case. Which version are you watching? Uh, I just have my special edition DVD here. <laughs> All right. Well, I have this special edition DVD, quote unquote, but it was called um, the Artisan no, One. No, no, or... no, no, no. It's called the Mind Bending Edition. And Ooh. I guess Paul Thorhoven got together, and this is like the first real HD quality. And I only bring that up because of exactly what you're saying. So I got to see it in all its glory. And it, you said it the first time. I'm like, fuck off. And then the second time when the guy's playing his grabbing. When he's actually skin. touching them and yeah. you can see that they're kind of soft and yeah. the way they squeeze. Like, yeah. yeah. They look much better. I know. I was like, I don't remember this from the theater. Like, those See, look man, fucking good. I mean, I like a good HD transfer, and I'm not here to deny anybody, but I don't have HD eyes. I'm never uh, going to see it any better than I can see it. Like, well, in this case, I did. I, they were look, they were glorious. I was like... Yeah, that's fair. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what the fuck just happened to my TV? Because they looked fake the first four times I saw this, and now they're, like, real. Yeah. Before we move out of what's hot and what's sexy in uh, the the red light district Don't, of all the mutants, no, 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 no. I already said I wasn't going to let you talk about midget porn. I mean, she's cute. she's cute. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm literally <laughs> looking at my notes. There's a line in my notes right here. Is that dwarf sex worker hot? <laughs> no. no. Like, like, like. And maybe then, equal oh, wait. There's a second. There's a second oh. note in parentheses here machine gun and that means when she picks up that machine gun she oh, is yeah. fucking hot <laughs> oh dude it was so good it was so good but wait to i don't point, discriminate i'm just saying <laughs> uh another one lighter of his was how dare you show your face around here oh uh, you, know, you know hauser yeah that's he's like <laughs> yeah, yeah norris look who's in, do- look who's talking makeup. yeah look who's talking that was great i I like that line where he, the guy's like, "They're, but sir, they won't last the hour." And then he waits for a second. And he's like, "Fuck them." Okay, I got to throw in my favorite scene. It sounds so fucking dumb, but I love the scene with the I forget the nose pulling thing with that was such gross. But I love the rats. The rats made this whole fucking movie to me. I just, I <laughs> loved... Oh, when he puts the when the rat like puts it in, he puts it in the piece of chocolate, and the rat yeah. takes off with it or whatever. And, and the way the the way they inter Injected the rats into the whole thing. So there's a bunch of rats there, and he pushes a couple off, and you can see that they're kind of fake. But there are real rats there, and they're just like domestic, normal rats just hanging out for the scene, right? So he throws like chocolate bar at one of them, and then some shit happens, and eventually he's like, Well, shit, I got the thing out of my nose, gotta shove it in and get it to the rats. But then the most hilarious, dumbest fucking hilarious scene. They come up, and they're like, we're, They're tracking him. Wait, shoot left! No, shoot right, because he's here! What, is he a fucking ghost? But no, it's just a rat running around with a piece of chocolate. And they keep focusing in on the cute little rat's faces as it keeps grabbing the chocolate. I don't know. That's... Because it doesn't look like a sewer rat. It's all like a domestic rat. It, it's kind right? of adorable. It is, a, it is absolutely fucking... I mean, it's, it's all like... You can tell it looks all silky. It's been well taken care of. Yes, and yes exactly. It's groomed. <laughs> it's groomed. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful rat. I wanted to pet it. I'm just like, this is the best fucking thing. I love these rats. It, it brought that level of like Mary I Poppins. love it of all the things in the movie you were like but yeah. what I'm going back to <laughs> is the rats guys guys we need to talk about these rats but you guys know what I mean they looked like they were adorable it was like a Mary Poppins vibe at that point I'm just like 
Would you look at what's happening here? We've got like real rats and we have real Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's being careful to put down the case so he doesn't hurt the cute little rats. I mean, it was fucking great. Uh, anyway, that was my top scene. Ghost, your nickname is now Ratatouille. And followed, <laughs> followed by the drill scene, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah, good stuff. Good that yeah. drill scene was just fucking great. He drilled right through the side of the fucking machine, right into the guy's guts. God, that was fucking wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Like, um, I want to say maybe the two-week scene with the lady's head and all <laughs> that. That's so that epic. Okay, but I did notice one time I was watching uh, this time, and I was, you know, because I'm, I'm doing my DVD bunker thing, so I got my little notebook in front of me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching. I'm being very diligent. And I'm like, okay, so the whole thing was that she had a glitch, and she could only say two weeks, and we have the cool scene where it comes off, and then he tosses it to the guy, and then all of a sudden, perfectly, it's like, get ready for a surprise. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you now you're fine. Now you work fine. <laughs> Dude, that was the best. The, the whole idea that he'd be wearing an old woman's head that could only have these certain phrases and glitch. Those but effects then... are so good when she pulls out the ear and the way the head twitches, uh, and yeah. then when he takes mm-hmm. it off, the head underneath, the Arnold head underneath it is a prosthetic, too. That whole thing with it coming off is like a digital is like an effect and then the head underneath is a fake arnold head it looks so good it's unreal okay (laughs) worst practical effect in the whole thing they showed it opening scene of the version i was watching but also it's the final one of the final scenes it's how can somebody's eyes bolt so far out of their head and then go back in and be normal yeah yeah well (sighs) i think i don't I'm pretty sure that's been debunked too, right? Like that's yeah. not the science of what happens to you in a vacuum. It like... can't happen. <sighs> but yeah, you would definitely not just go back to normal either. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's a point where like bulged out. Looking like a famous trombone player and then all of a sudden you're just, oh no, I'm a normal human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Poor, poor Can Armstrong. You... Can you imagine someone being like, Paul, this is not going to work? And Paul's like, fuck it. I got this. Oh, I'm yeah. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. It. it looks cool. It's all fucked up looking and stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. that. I like the way it looks. The special effect itself is cool. But yeah, you would never be the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You just came up with something. Famous, well, trumpet player. But yeah, you got the eyes right. So we're doing Louis Armstrong. Armstrong. Arnold Schwarzenegger's arms are strong. <laughs> oh, uh, Oh. Actually, we call that on the bunker, peel the onion. That's what yeah. we call that. I think we just did. I think we're deep. And not even like a regular onion. It's like one of those small shallots that <laughs> you cut it in half. And you're right in there in that little inner piece of the shallot. Oh, my lord. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so I wanted to ask you guys this. Would you guys do the recall thing? Like if it was like as safe as any surgery... And would would you do the fake implanted memories, you know, uh, as far as like a cheap vacation or whatever? Uh, yes, I, I, I would. I would do it of all the women I've always wanted to have sex with who are either too old now or famous. Right. Absolutely. I, it, seem, it seems like a no brainer just on that alone. But then all you get from a real vacation is memories anyway. Like it seems like it'd be just about the same and cost probably half as much. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm kind of a purist and um, I don't I don't have any firm belief slash like strong firm grip on my own memories so i say fuck that i need it i need to i need it to have that experience yeah i need it in the moment like that's the thing it's the memory maybe that's it it's actually a big uh it's a fake out because if i do have the memory of having the experience and the experience still in the memory is real 
Because memory is just memory. Everything that's happening, other than right this fucking second before I talk, is already in the past. Then it probably doesn't matter. But there is something about I don't trust my own memories. So fuck that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, now I, we're gonna get we're gonna get into some Matrix shit here. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, was I was gonna, gonna say, say that I got a follow up question for that then because like you know how like. Star Trek has taught me that there's, like, multiple universes splitting up every second. So, like, let's say you guys could go back in time. Because you guys are both married with children, right? So let's say you could go back in time and split off the universe that you're in and before you met your wife. So, Ghost, for you, that would be, like, before the Beatles showed up. You know, here's, uh, a, here's a weird thing about that. the creature, too. He's yeah, exactly. The, the life form. I've, I've thought <laughs> a lot about this, but here's the trouble. Like, because my child, to me, is this perfect creation of all the things that's happened, like, there's a line now. I can't go past a certain line to go back in time to split anything off. Because if I and went your child, further... Your, your child would appear. I'll put that caveat in. But here's the hey, question. Ghost, hey, ghost, you can't hear my jerk-off motion. <laughs> 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 No, you know, all I'm saying is that I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far back in time to split I mean, anything it's off. It's so funny because I rolled my eyes and he's, I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> I know, I, I hate that I'm that uh, intolerable of a parent, but no, I'm just trying to say that um, it ruined time travel for me because I don't want to undo my kid. That's all. Well, I, well, I already know the answer, so I'm not going to ask you. A C one thirty. You don't make me roll my eyes. Would you like at the end of the movie this base this guy basically the happy ending is that he falls in love and gets with an actively practicing hooker. Right. Would, yeah. you, would you be do you think that's is that is that a bridge too far for you or do you think that would well, be totally possible? No, we don't know. She might stop after this. I mean, they're going to be the saviors of these people. Like she probably doesn't have to hook anymore. I mean that's not that's not in the story. So I I, I mean I, I guess we can make that. Yeah, thing, but... I mean no no. As long as Hurst just go in there, we could just say yeah. She also becomes the president <laughs> and she wins the Nobel Prize. So yeah, as long as we're making shit up, yeah, she stops hooking. All right, fair enough, fair enough. It's part of the story. Um, I mean, if I'm Hauser, yes, but if I'm me, nah, probably not. <laughs> She wasn't even the hottest hooker. Like, I got down with one of those aliens, those weird-looking ones, because they, they can, like, read your thoughts, so they know what you really want. Right. Like, you know, I want the one that shit, can read right? your mind. Right. <laughs> and then she could just see you picturing Sharon Stone the whole time, and then, you know. Yeah, right? And, I mean, Rachel Tegerton's good. She looks good in this and everything. And her and Sharon Stone do have the best hand-to-hand uh, combat in the movie. Oh, Their it's fight, awesome. Their fight is by far the best fight. You know, everything else is just like and slow punches and gunplay, but like they kick each other's ass a little bit. I really like that one. Yeah, that was sexy. But Sharon Stone blows her out of the water. I mean, I'm no yeah. offense to Rachel Tegerton or anything, but Sharon Stone's incredible looking in you this. Know, I mean, when she's fighting in that leotard, although she does totally have the drop on Arnold and she shoots at him with a machine gun pistol and she still she sucks at her job, yeah, right? She was like, terrible. Maybe she didn't she shoots- really want to. Yeah, she shoots at the second grade level for sure. But, but I'll say Rachel uh, Tickadin, she comes across to me as a little bit angry and butch. Uh, I don't know. There was something about her that was just very off-putting compared to Sharon, who was like, you know, rosy lips, licking her lips, big teeth, you know, like... I don't know who you would cast back then, like, if you are going to replace Tickadin, but I would put, like, J-Lo in that role now. Oh, yeah, it would have been perfect. 
right? Yeah. No, I the just cell, JLo from the cell just put her right in there. Rachel seems really angry. And it could have been she was playing the part like really well, but I just I never I was never no, attracted to They should have they should have casted that chick from The Running Man in this movie to play the hooker cuz she was sexy as fuck. I can't remember her name, but that would have been perfect cuz it would have been like, mm, you know, Sharon Stone on one hand, but her on the other Say habla espanol. Or maybe that girl from Jingle All the Way. Dude, she was a kid, Ghost. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. You, you know who you have? Okay. I actually, I was Googling while I was talking, but you have Maria Conchita Alonso. And uh, yeah, she would have been perfect in Total Recall. She was sexy as fuck. You know, she's from, uh, I believe so. I think she's from uh, the Nicolas Cage uh, uh, Vampire's Kiss. She played, uh, you know... Conchita or whatever. It is. Didn't yeah, no. Say, she played is that her Al- name in the movie too. Yeah, <laughs> her name was Alva. Remember Nicholas Cage? God damn it, Alva! It's like the files go in alphabetical order. Alva. Anyway, I love that movie. Vampire's Kiss. Watch it. Uh, no, I'm not. Fa- I mean, I'm familiar with it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's so. It sounds good. pretty queer, just off the top of my head. It's so good. Like, Nicolas Cage pretty much, like, the most of the movie is about him tormenting Maria Conchita Alonso to, because she's like a, like a secretary that's brand new to the company and she misplaced a file. So he's obsessed with getting her. And it's, it's the, maybe the best role that Nicolas Cage has ever played. All you have to do is just Google Vampire's Kiss, get it on YouTube, just watch a couple of the scenes where he's berating her. Um, oh, I've I, seen enough online material. I know it's one of those so bad it's good movies, but what does it have to do with Total Recall Ghost? Yeah. Oh, no, no, this was... This was Either than <laughs> being a Canuck. No, this was Lee's <laughs> fault. I mean, Lee Nick said, Cage is a great Canuck. Lee said Maria Conchita Alonso would have been better than, uh, what's her name, the, you know, current... I've never actually said that name. I just want to let you know. I've never once said Wait, that. Wait, say it really quickly. Uh, her name is Consuela... Guadalupe Alfonso? This is why you're going to hell. Yeah. The <laughs> name is get the fuck back in there and clean that bathroom. <laughs> Alright, well I'd like to throw out something very important about this movie. There's a point where Arnold uses a human being as a shield. Oh hell yeah. And he, he kills about ten people while he's holding this man. Is that man made out of what those black boxes are made out of from the airlines? Because yeah, I can't. Because that dude gets chewed up, right? <laughs> it's like some of those bullets would have been hitting Arnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Some this guy is made out of like something special. Because I'm like, holy shit! I could just use him in all battles, and no bullet would ever hit me. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a, a Paul Verhoeven is like he's clearly a man of extremes, like extremely intellectual, extremely political, extremely visual, extremely violent. And so, like, we have to get the scene just like in RoboCop where somebody takes a gajillion shells and there's just squibs flying everywhere and it's gore and violence. And you're, you feel bad because you've already masturbated to Sharon Stone and now you got to watch that scene and you don't have one in the chamber. 
you go. Yeah, it's like the gore and the practical effects, like I said before. I mean, shout out to uh, Rob Botton, the visual effects guy, and this one also worked on like Seven and Fear and Loathing oh, and nice. Robocop and the nice. thing. Like, I mean, the guy has the credentials and it shows, I think, especially in the freak makeup. I think the. the the people, the, all the freaks, all the, the psychics and stuff look so good and all, like, weirdly individual and stuff. I, I love it. I looked that up, too. Uh, yeah, so his name would be pronounced Yost, Yost Vacano, which is really crazy. But um, he also was the cinematographer for Das Boat. Oh, is, nice. I know. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. The Total Recall Starship Troopers Robocop cinematographer is the same guy who did fucking Das Boat. Anyway, it goes to the whole trilogy we're talking about. It's why we love this. Like, it's why one thing we never talk about. Well, yeah, is... it's the look and it's the like the that just Verhoeven feel and the people he brings in bring that same kind of style into it. And I mean, we talked about how good the visual effects hold up from Starship Troopers, and I think there's some stuff in here that really holds up. Definitely, yeah. the practical makeup and stuff is great in this movie. Yeah, he'd done like a ton of German films up until probably early '80s, '81 or '80. Two, and then um, you suddenly see RoboCop and um, Total Recall, Showgirls, uh, everything, everything for Hoven. I'm taking a drink here. I uh, I wanted to ask you guys about Johnny Cab. Is that the most like scariest fucking thing ever? <laughs> That's like some serious nightmare fuel shit. Like my wife was walking through this one time. She's passing through and watching the movie. She had like a visceral reaction to seeing Johnny Cab. She's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> he was quite offensive and like a very fifties. And then programmed to murder you, right? If you don't pay him, just run you down. Like, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was just like he'd broken it, right? Like it would have. That's true. It was it, damn. He was damaged at that point. Yeah, That's fair. it would have turned him in or something. But now, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, what really scared me as a kid was the head scene that you guys talked about. When I was a kid, that scared me for fucking life. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so scary!" Well, it's so real that, like, forever. I mean, an embarrassing amount of time. I thought that I was like, "Damn, that's some like ah, that would hurt." Could you really pull something that big out of your face? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I watched it with that particular thought in mind. This time, I'm like, okay. I've watched it a bunch of times. Maybe it's just like now I'm all grown up and I can figure out what weird faces can do. No, it would rip your nostril flesh, and you yeah, no, would that's have just an blood... incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, and then you thought about putting it in your ass, and you were like, "Oh, that's good, good shit." <laughs> that fits much better. It fits yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of a, reaches out, and my my ass just reaches out and kind of takes it. Just and whoop. now, and now it all makes sense because now it's like. Now, yeah, come and find it with your yeah. penis. Yeah. Like, it's like, bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, it all makes sense. The heat-seeking missile. The heat-seeking missile, if you go with uh, Blue Thunder and uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, you know, we were talking favorite scenes, and I totally forgot to mention the scene, like, in the middle where the guy comes to tell him the... the to try and tell him that he's freaking out at recall and I'm here to help you and take the pill and oh, yeah. stone shows back up like that whole, like it just adds to that, the mystery of the movie and everything, but that's just such a great moment and such a great scene. I, I, I meant to bring that one up too. I know I talked about the fight between uh, Rachel and uh, Sharon, but I didn't talk about the scene preceding it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great mind fuck. My, uh, my third was um, Richter when he got disarmed. 
because yeah. like like a lot of people would shy away at the last second. Paul Verhoeven's like, fuck it, I'm gonna film it. And it, it, I mean, it just looks like Arnie has two arms in his hands. It's fucking creepy. All right, yeah. let me throw this out there. So, what what for you is the worst fucking scene? Oh, clearly when um, I forget that guy's name, the bad guy, the main bad guy, Michael uh, Isaacs. Ronnie, no, Ronnie Cox, the older guy. Oh, oh yeah, Ronnie Cox. Yeah, I, I, I just I just oh, wrote him that his own. Hagen, Cohagen is his name. Yeah, I just wrote down Ontario because he was so fucking evil the whole time, <laughs> and um, he fucking. He he's like got the bomb on the reactor and fucking uh, and he's he's about to hit it and then he's like hoisted by his own petard. So Arnie grabs it, throws it, breaks the containment. They're all fighting to stay alive, and Arnie is like inches away from saving the whole planet for forever and perpetuity from from bad people with the oxygen. And he fucking takes the time out of his day to fucking kick that guy out, you know, to kill him, which I thought was funny. Right, I laughed out loud, and then he goes out. And he, he, like, dies that freaky death, and they're about to die that freaky death. And the reactor, and then, like, it does its thing. And I just, like, had this flashback to the 1990s, and it was like a lightning across the sky of, like, John Madden promoting tough acting to acting. And, like, this fucking spray that comes in and saves everything. And I was just <laughs> right. like, what the fuck? Dude, comes, how like, that happen so Down fast? the mountain. Well, first yeah. of all, like, if, if you're talking about the kind of pressure that could like create an atmosphere in a matter of minutes. Like there's no way they don't just get blown off the mountain exactly. and die immediately. Right. <laughs> I was like, only Paul for fucking Hoven could do this, man. I, but I thought that was a horrible scene. I was like, how did you guys include this in the script? But it's Paul Verhoeven. He does whatever he wants. All right. Well, I have uh, a tidbit. Um, during the filming of this movie, all of the crew fell ill due to food poisoning <laughs> with, the, with the exception of Arnold Schwarzenegger and the writer, uh, whose name is uh, Ronald Schusett. Um Schwarzenegger escaped because he'd always had his food catered from the U.S. And this was because during Predator, he drank some of the Mexican water and had the the squirts. So, uh, yeah, he was like, no. Well, so they, not to mention, look at that body. That's like a finely tuned machine. You can't just put anything in <laughs> no. there. No, they were all making fun of him and the writer because he was having his own food. He was getting weekly B12 shots. And uh, then everyone got sick except them. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, yeah never, never eat Canadian, man, because like not even the employees wash their hands. No, seriously, seriously, most maple syrup from Canada has actually been filtered by going into a Canadian's mouth and getting spit into the bottle of maple syrup. It's like a very dirty, dirty country with dirty things that they do. Well, and actually, don't they use it as fuck water in their hot tubs as well before they actually put it in the bottles? You know, I heard, I heard that most most of like the like the high-end maple syrup that you get at like Whole Foods is actually straight from a... Um, uh, jacuzzi, like that's just what they've been, uh, they've been sitting in it. Yeah, Cold it's press. a shame. It's a shame. There's going to be so much tight Total Recall material because some and some of this is going to have to get cut for time because it's really good. <laughs> totally, I agree with you. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm going to have to cut half of the shit that you said. <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah, fuck, that's what I do. The that's how I that's how I do the drunksman all the time. Like you know, I just, put, just cut his. That dude's funniest. I don't know if you can tell. No, I, yeah. I, I bet he's a, he's a regular fucking Eddie Murphy. He's just dude, been I, cut I, too much. I'm a Drugsman fan, dude. If he had a t-shirt, I'd own it. <laughs> he's awesome. Okay. Hey, I was going to say, don't cut a lot of this, though. Make it long. This is a good one. 
No, wait, I'm not going to do it. I'm cutting everything. By the way, um, Michael Ironsides, could a weaker man have a more masculine name? <laughs> I was going to say, he's good in this, but he's not Kurtwood Smith in RoboCop. You know what I mean? Like, I like him. He's slimy, but Kurtwood Smith is like, Clarence Boddicker is unreal. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't, you know, so it's really, that's a, that's a, I know that's a high standard to hold him up to. And I would say, like, Ironside is still maybe top, 20 you know genre villains of that era in this movie so he's he does fine but i i think he's perfectly cast because he's a cuck in this one because sharon stone's his bae oh that's true yeah and he's call. kind of a cuck you know he's kind of like a weak little bitch you know it's like, total like, redemption in starship troopers he's the bad motherfucker in that yeah, one yeah my that check. my most hated who's actually a really good actor, but Miguel Ferrer as uh, Bob Morgan oh, yeah. from RoboCop. Oh, yeah, he's terrible. I fucking hate him. I hate, I, I hate Benny real bad in this movie, too. Benny sucks real yeah. hard. That's what I was, you were talking about hated scenes. It's like, I don't hate the scene as in I don't, like, there's not really a lot in this movie I don't like. I enjoy most of it. But, like, it just gives me that visceral reaction of, like, oh, fuck you, Benny, fuck you. When <laughs> 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 he turns on him, it's so brutal. I like when he shows his hand. When he showed his hand, I'd have shot him right there. I was like, oh, freak, boom! <laughs> now, you know what, Benny? That same scene that you're talking about when he actually is the betrayer, it just pissed me the fuck off. Like, <laughs> I know! It was too close and when to you watch it, knowing that, When you go back and watch it knowing that, and you see the way like Benny's always popping up, and the way he like hangs around and stuff, it's so obvious, but oh man, it just still pisses me off so bad. It hurts so much. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're going to do our top six here in a second, unless somebody else has more to say about. Oh, dude, I could talk. I could talk. I could talk and talk. I know you could. <laughs> well, why don't you just give me your final, like, give me your love. Just give give the love to Total Recall, and uh, I'll move to Lee, and then I'm going to make you guys challenge each other with one mm-hmm. of the most badass top sixes of all time. Oh snap! Yeah, I'm ready. And by ready, oh, I mean to lose. Yeah, I mean, no, to be honest, we've we've talked about almost everything. Uh, one thing that I do have to say, that it's, it's something, it's like a cornerstone of the plot, and they say it over and over again, and it just drives me crazy. The thing that happens to Arnold, where they say keep saying he has the schizoid embolism. Yeah. That's just like a, that's just like a nonsense yeah. term. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, embolism right. has nothing to do with schizoid An embolism is like a thing yeah. that like moves and like travels and, and goes Clock. someplace it's not supposed to. Uh, and schizoid, like, like what, a piece of schizoid broke off? Or what? Like, I don't understand. What does that mean? <laughs> oh my God, such a good scene. It was like, no, don't you understand? He's already reenacting the, the secret agent bit from his, uh, you know, Total Recon. And she's like, that would be great, but I haven't even injected him with it yet. And we're all like, oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, that scene at Recall is so good. Like I said, all the ones that set up the doubt, like the scene yeah. with the guy who comes to his hotel, and then, yeah, all the stuff at Recall, everything that, like, casts doubt on the rest of the movie is so good. Yeah. All right, well, then, are you both ready? You want to yep. ready for the challenge? Yeah. Yeah, you see, I, it's even going to have a little fun. I open it's- a new beer. All right, here we go, guys. It's time for our top six. Hercules, question number one. This one, uh, well, I'm just going to give it to you. What does Arnold Schwarzenegger weigh? Or what did he weigh? Not today. What did he weigh, like, during Terminator? Like, Ooh, that's a good question. Like, like at his peak? Yeah. 
Because I'm sure now he weighs something altogether different. He's he's a very strange man now. I love him. I love old. He, I, he looks like a leather bag full of sand yeah. or sawdust. Yeah, he looks, <laughs> he looks awesome. I think he looks better now than he ever has in terms of just like badass. I think like, his most badass look is Terminator 3 with the turtleneck that covers turkey waddle. Like, yeah, I think that's the yeah. that's the top. That's the peak. I like the gray beard he's grown in Maggie and in Aftermath. He, mm-hmm. You guys like Maggie? Did you see mm-hmm. it? No, it was it was a turd. I did. It was yeah, I mean it was like eh. it was long. It was like, oh, it, you know, people gave it Oh, he's so good. He just didn't do anything. You know, yeah. They just held long shots of his craggled old face looking all old and fucked up with a beard. Like, that's not... They didn't act. He didn't do shit. Well, and you know what? In Aftermath, he And I'm so sick of zombie movies, too. I'm like, God damn, do something yeah. besides the zombie he, he movie. Jesus Christ. He doesn't act in Aftermath, either. He just acts surprised the whole time, like a grandpa who was surprised on his birthday. It's really sad. But he... You know what he should do? Awesome. He should do an animated version of a Conan the Barbarian. That's what he should do. That would be awesome. Like, give us, like, sure. Conan the Barbarian, the world with all okay. the magic and okay. shit, like uh, no. the anime. I'm with you, but forget that. Let's do a live-action old Conan. Now he's old, and he's getting revenge. And yeah. it's old Arnold that still has the accent, and he just goes and he slashes people with a not as big a sword. But as long as you promise he dies at the end, I'm Yeah, yeah like Logan, no. yes. Right, just like Logan, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, so what did he weigh? Come on. 240. All right, so Lee, you're going to have to give the answer here. The actual answer is 250. Is that close enough? That's close to me, dude. That's 10 pounds. Shazam. You just got so it. So 10% would be 25 pounds. So I was yeah, going to say, would that, would that get me at the uh, at the, the fair? You know, would I, could, I, could I make Carnival Barker? Could I mm. guess the weight? Is that 10-pound right. limit? Yeah, that no, the... you got it. You just got uh, it. He, you Lee, definitely if... want to be the guy who gives free breast exam yeah. at the Carnival. You if, don't if, want to be the if guy. Lee, if Lee said no, that's one thing. But no, we got it. You got the first one. All right, so Lee. I actually yeah. t- I did these properly. Like, at one point, I had an Arnold question and a Mars question, then another Arnold question, then I remembered how we do these, so I'm doubling up my Arnold questions. This one's for you. Keep it fair. I like it. How many times did Arnold win Mr. Universe? Seven. It was five. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, now, to be fair, though, I kind of want to give that to him because no, I would have no, said, no. said seven, too. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like. We're two. We overrule you. No, we both no, think it's seven. You no, say it's five. I don't no. want to hear you your both, facts. I think you, we win. You, you <laughs> he, won it, he won it multiple times, not just as an American. He won it as a European. So he had to sh- he had to trim down when he came to America. You to both would have just failed hardcore, just like Lee just did. It's so sad. I go, luckily, I just distanced myself. I mean, he yeah. takes that loss, not me. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a hardcore Sorry, loss. Sorry, buddy, I tried to save you there. I did my best. Yeah. And it's all, don't worry, dude. I, 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 I go hard or go home. It's just pathetic. I mean, a whole two off. <laughs> yeah, what I like about it is I say it like I already know the answer. That's what I like. That's, I like that's the confidence. The like, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Everybody fucking knows that. That's Duh. my whole Confidence is what I do. He's going to regret <laughs> that he didn't go first because this next question I feel oh. like would have just been his question. But this is for you, Herskilles. The planet Mars is named after what? Oh, that's easy. Well, uh, yeah, this. it's a a Roman god, right? That's, that's, that's right. right. Is it Greek? Is it the Greek one? Uh, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh, so the Greeks and the, the Greeks and the Romans both had a name for him. Yeah. Similar gods, but they have different names. A lot of times, it's like the same kind of the same guy, but they. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, so, what, what was he a god of? 
Delta, you know this one, dude. You know it. It's red. Think about red. It's war? Yeah. Yes. All right. You got it. You got it. I wasn't going to give it to you if you would have said, like, of, uh, you know, growing... God of butterflies and erections. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Lee, since you're so... Oh, they called that god Lee. Lee, you're so, ad- <laughs> Lee, you're so adamant. Uh, what was the Greek name for this god? Oh, shit. You fucking got me on that one. Um, I can do this one. Okay. What's yeah. that? I believe it's Ares. Yeah. Yeah, Aries, yeah. You must be an Aries, that's how you know that. No, I'm a Sagittarius, actually. <laughs> I just had sex with many Aries, it's great. <laughs> I have banged, I have a stink of Aries about me. <laughs> actually, to be fair, I fucked a lot of Leos in my life, actually. Yeah, me too. Well, I'll finish it off here. Chinese astronomers called Mars the Fire Star. Ancient Egyptian priests called her... Herdusher, which is the red one. But yeah, uh, it was red, like blood, so God of War, uh, Ares, uh, Mars. Um, cool. Number four, Lee. How many days does it take Earth to orbit... Uh, sorry, no. How many days does it take Mars to orbit the sun? It takes longer because it's further away. Yeah. So I'm going to say 465. Uh, it is 687. Mm. Uh, My, minus what? Minus like 120 or so, right? Um, that's all it says. I'm sorry. No. I, get... no, I, don't even, I don't believe in, in astronomy, so it's not real fair. Well, the Earth is flat anyway, guys. Yeah, everybody knows talking that, about that. It's we all know the, the Earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> the South Pole is like the point where you put a record on. It's like that hole in the middle. No, it's the edge, right? The South Pole is the edge, and the North Pole is the center. And I, thought the North Pole, I thought the North Pole was an illusion, and it was like actually a wall of ice that had just built well, up on top of the South Pole. It's reverse, right? Because like in the uh, in the um, the UN flag, they always quote the UN flag. It's a flat Earth map, and it's got like the thirty three segments in it, just like in. Um, uh, the Freemasons, right? That they're number 33. And then, like, the outside is the South Pole, because if you travel anywhere in South, you eventually hit the South Pole. And then they, they claim that the South Pole is, like, this rim of ice that keeps the flat earth in. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got a bonus question right now that if either one of you gets what I consider to be the answer, you're going to get a free point. And I'll start with you, Lee. What is your favorite cold weather movie? Like, it's it happens in a very cold place. Well, it doesn't matter what you think it is because it's my favorite, so I already know the answer. No, no, you have to answer, and if it's what I believe to be true, you get a point. And if it isn't what I believe, you can fuck off. So go ahead. Well, a cold weather movie yeah. would yeah. have to be, can I phone a friend? Like, her skillies? No, um, no, I, he, he gets uh, to answer after you, and if oh, his answer okay. is better than yours, you're fine. I have two answers on deck, so I'm kind of okay, waiting let, to see let what let him answer first. No, no him answer I'm, making first you answer, I'm making you answer uh, first. You might I'm eliminate to, one of my answers. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of what cold movie, cold weather movies there are. Because at first I thought, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, but that would be a Christmas movie. So, carry my eyes and think of... Ice and snow, baby. I carry the one, divide by three. Come on. I, I, I have no idea. I don't even know what a cold weather movie is. A cold weather movie is like, you could have said Dumb and Dumber, because there's the part with the gloves. Um, the movie that's in the back of my mind, which I'm not going to say. I also could have said things like uh, that Arnold movie where he's in the Arctic for some reason. Or was that Sly Stallone? I'm going to say AVP. Are you talking about Cliffhanger? 
Yeah, I'm talking, talking about, about cliffhanger. Thank you. AVP, just like we saw in DVD Bunker, the sequel. But I'm going to go with the first one. Right. Yeah, right. AVP. Right. And what's your answer, Herskillies? Like I said, I had two on deck. If you answer the right one, you're getting a point. Otherwise, you're both fucked. <sighs> okay, the two I was thinking of. Empire Strikes Back and The Thing. Thank you, The Thing. Woo, all right. Killies, you're just stealing this away. <laughs> what am I up? Three nothing now? Yeah, Jeez, I'm killing it. Yeah. Three nothing. That one was yeah. just kind of, I mean, you'd already won is the trouble. So I'm just adding, <laughs> I'm adding, I'm adding a little, you know, variation. Hey, you guys here. know from Fran Friction, I win. That's what I do. You yeah, know what I mean? That's true. my bag, baby. You know well, what's really sad is that sometimes it's super boring unless they go to you. Like, I'm just like, Dude, just why are you wasting my time? That one guy who made it to the second round and the champion, I was like, he's a nice kid, but come on, bro. <laughs> just Well, he got, you know, I mean, I, that nice guy and everything, but he had got he got on the fan thing on Screen Junkie, so, and Jack yeah. was, Jack competed with him and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got a shot at my title. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gave a hand job to somebody. I got you. In the green room. <laughs> I got you. All right. Are you ready for number five, Hercules? Oh, of course. All right. What popular quote-unquote Christmas movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger in the running to play? And, you know, he had to give it up because of stuff. Oh, Die Hard. Yeah, you got it. There's even a quote, right? Like, in it, they're like, these guys have more explosives, like, enough explosives to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, is that a quote from Die Hard? He's making that up. No, according (laughs) to the internet... That's true. You're a fucking liar. I don't, you know what? I, I don't claim to be an expert, so maybe, but I, I do no. enjoy a Die Hard movie occasionally. Hey, I don't our, remember our, that one exactly. Our fans will definitely know, and they'll be like, yeah, that's fucking right. My mom doesn't know, and Ziggy doesn't know, and C-130's right here. What fans are you talking about? We got three of them. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, this one's for you, Lee. Okay. What classic TV superhero movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger in the running to be in? Okay, so this would be the 1980s. Yeah, 80s. I'm, I'm gonna 70s. say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the guy from Thundercats. Ooh, you're so <laughs> close, <laughs> but uh, you know, Thundercats, ho! <laughs> I'm like, yes. Or we gotta uh, talk about Master of the Universe, right? Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Ooh. You're both wrong. It is. Uh. He was considered for the title role of the 1970s TV series The Incredible Hulk, but was reportedly oh, deemed oh. not tall enough. His former bodybuilding yeah. competitor, Lou Ferrigno, yeah. ultimately won the part. Because he, Arnold's actually not really tall. I, I, I knew a guy who was a bodybuilder who actually met Arnie. He's 6'1". Yeah, but he's like he's not that tall. He's not that big, right? And six, I was six one. That's, no, Arnie's not six one. No way. No, he's like that five, might be six, his reported height yeah, on IMDb no, no. or some shit. But there's no way he's that yeah, tall. Because this guy's Ohio, baby, home of the Arnie Expo. Uh-huh. Every single year, Arnold shows up in my hometown to give these bodybuilding freaks a fucking medal or some shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because the guy that I met, he wasn't that tall. He was like five eleven, maybe. On a good day, and he was like, Arnie's not that tall. I bet Arnie's like 5'9". Five, 5'10", five, probably. Yeah. But massive. He's massive, dude. Right, oh, a building. And yeah. i got to say, big ups to Lou Ferrigno, the only dude who's also in Pumping Iron who's still built like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. even yeah. Arnie's falling off. Like, he holds up yeah. from V-shape, but he's not like, like, Lou is still big. Like, you see him at cons and shit? Yeah. Like, still ripped. <laughs> 
Yeah, like I mean, like oh. I don't, I don't like the term handy capable, but if there ever is one, Lou Ferrigno, all the way. He's right up there with Matt Hamill. He's a UFC fighter. He was a yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you won, Hercules. Congratulations, uh, Lee. Another fail for you. I'm so sorry. You gotta go hard, go home, buddy. You know? Yeah, it's true. Well, before we close on out, um, I decided to start doing a new thing here at the end of adding in. Um, a short, you know, under a minute advert from uh, a couple of my favorite podcasts. So uh, this first one is the uh, podcast One Good Thing, where they talk about one good thing about uh, a particular movie. I think they're freaking hilarious, but uh, yeah, here it is. What's the worst film you've ever seen? What films would you never even watch with someone else's eyes just torn from their face? Like a- well, we say there's good in every film. One Good Thing tries to find the one good thing in otherwise terrible movies, like... Moments of genuine malice and family comedies. Paul McGann, at all times. Channing Tatum and his malformed, dog-like clones. Being one of the robots that doesn't reduce an entire ethnic group to a crude stereotype. Locking menstruating women in haunted Romanian basements. No sexism. Horrifying orphans at Christmas. Giving it your all, even though you're being bullied by a man in a tent. A tolerable Adam Sandler performance that's not punch-drunk love. Which one is it? Being a comedy genius, no matter what Roger Ebert thinks. A soundtrack that hasn't realised that Chris Nolan left two films ago. Head explosions. An uncontrollably large group of mums. Not punching Kevin James. Christopher Walken whispering menacingly at a cat. Your food looking almost as good as the food from John Favreau's chef. The film is actually quite good. Seven seconds of Pascal action on a horse made of fire. One good thing. Because no film is truly worthless. Right? Well, that was excellent. So give one good thing a listen um on to you herskilles uh what's going on in your world oh goodness um i you know like i said there, i know there's always a delay in when i've recorded and when you've recorded and when this is going to air so there's always new episodes of dvd bunker every friday you know we're over on the tough channel on youtube so check us out uh, all our happy friends over there they make good shows. Uh, mine's slightly better, but, you know, it's still good. Everything's still good. <laughs> As you know, I love the Tough Channel. I love I love all those guys. I mean... Well, it's just all, heroes. you know, just pure love of the game. You know what I mean? Nobody, like, we're... Like, the people that are in that are on the Tough Channel are all doing it just because they have... They just have to. They just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, somebody asked, are you doing your podcast as a hobby or as a career? And I was like, well, it's a hobby, but it's, like, the best one I've had in a decade. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Thank you uh, so much, Brian. Oh, thank you for having me, as always. Anytime. Such a great movie and such a perfect finale. But, yeah. And, Lee, thank you so much. My pleasure, buddy.